We're on. Is the yes. video turned on? It's been. Oh, thank God. Okay, cool. <laughs> We're on. Hey, cool. Holy fucking shit. Oh, We're gosh. on. This already sucks. Everything sucks right now. Everything sucks right Everything now. Everything sucks right now. That's the name of this podcast. I'm, I'm saying it right now. When you go back and we put this on, everything sucks. And what comes into my head all the time is that song from the Lego movie where everything is awesome. <laughs> but this does not feel like that. That movie has no warrant to be existing right now. Well, that movie was from a happier time like five years ago, dude. You could have said five minutes before like January 1st and that was a happier time than Pretty this much. year's been. Speaking of the inner, everything is awesome should be like redone with the lyrics that it should be, but it should be sung like Johnny Cash, like Hurt, something <laughs> yeah. real down here. Yeah, yeah. Everything used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is awesome. Well, we've been. It's been so long, but we still have forgot to do what we need to do. What do we need to do? Introduce everyone to our podcast like we oh. always forget to. <laughs> it's not our fault. It never is. Everything sucks right now, Addy. Everything sucks. So this is uh, welcome to the Monkey Braid podcast. It's been a hot minute since we've released an episode. But I think like everybody else, um, these are confusing times. And we tried a couple times. Did we? Last one we did was when Kobe died. Yeah, but you remember when we... when. Uh, COVID first started and the lockdown first started, we attempted to do a couple Zoom podcasts together. Oh, dude. No, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't remember. I mean, I do now, but yeah. 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 No, we did a good hour, hour and a half. Yeah. It was a great Zoom podcast. It was early quarantine and it vanished. It vanished. Fucking Zoom, right? Yeah, it was Zoom. Fuck Zoom. It was when I thought, because I was using Zoom so much for work, that I thought I could parlay that into us making a quality episode. And we ran confident with it. Oh, yeah. Which I, what I loved about the podcast then was that this was like the infancy of the COVID lockdown. And we were trying to navigate how we were going to discuss this pandemic. Mm. And... Mm -hmm. It would have been great to have just maybe as like a time capsule because it feels like five years later. Dude, I would have loved to have that as a time capsule because I remember that early lockdown. We got so lucky. Uh, Addy and I were both just visiting our mas (laughs) in California. We we grew up like two blocks away from each other in Temecula. Uh, We both were just visiting. He went on a week before I did, I think like... Like first week of March or, or last week of February, I think you went out, and then maybe first week of March I was out, and then California and New York shut down, and we we, we looked at each other from afar, and we said, well, I guess we're staying here, was basically it, and so we tried to make the best of the podcast, and yeah. uh, that was just a different time. It was a little brighter. It was a little like, oh, we'll stay here for a couple weeks maybe, and go back, ha <laughs> ha. I mean, that was the time when New York was the epicenter, especially, like, when it first had taken off and oh, all yeah. these numbers. And I think... Um, and no one knew anything. No one knew anything. And we were in California, and there was mobility. There's obviously the sun, the good weather. And it just seems like... <laughs> it was so cold back then, dude. You don't remember. Oh, yeah. It was winter clothing still in the fucking desert valley of Temecula. Yeah. Like, it was frigid. But it wasn't like... I think the the obvious comparison is that we were not going to be locked indoors. We had space. We yeah, had, we had backyards at our parents' house. Like, 
it was peaceful and beautiful, and I don't want to rub that into anybody who is yeah. in, like, shitty conditions, but the decision was pretty easy to stay out there for us. It was easy, and, and I remember mo- the conversation with each other, too, was like, oh, we have parents that we have to take care of. Exactly. There was the paranoia in the beginning was... Well, probably there's still now, but no. But before, how does was, this get disease get around? Right, and it's all old people. Yeah, like if you're parent age or, or you know whatever, if you're like yeah. above fifty or sixty, you're fucked. And yeah, it was scary. <laughs> if so, you're fifty or sixty or above, you're fucked. Yeah, um, and that's how it felt like. In the our beginning. parents are in that fucked age, wow. and so back then, I remember me and you, and I remember the paranoia of like mitigating how to get to the store, how you're mm-hmm. gonna avoid touching so many surfaces. Um, I remember you had your hand sanitizer. You have a hand sanitizer belt. Dude, I got a whole Batman utility belt right now. Yeah, with like if, a hand sanitizer. If you are in public, Scott is like the Batman of like hygiene. I am. I'm the Batman of best practices. And Batman have, of best practices. <laughs> that should be like an agency in the United States, like federal government. Dude, it should. Yeah, it should be one <laughs> czar uh, in charge of things. In fact, frankly, the goddamn COVID task force should have be should have been presided by the Batman of best practices <laughs> or no, I'm the sorry. BDP. You have the COVID czar and then you have like the independent watchdog who is the Batman of best practices, <laughs> just consciously swooping in, just being like, no, you got to do it differently. Squirt, squirt. Yeah. <laughs> Puts hands in. Sanitize for me. Sanitize for You are not social distancing. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. <laughs> just punching people to create distance in between. Get, yeah. Three feet punch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, swinging in, swooping in. But yeah, dude, I, I have a, the belt and I've got a fanny pack and I've got all sorts of stuff that I've been collecting um, that just make, it makes going out mindless and easy. So you can just like, all right, I'm going to throw this belt on. I've got what I need. I don't have to worry. I know how to mitigate and weave my way through this fucking disease infested yeah. <laughs> environment. Called America. I remember um, when we were when we were reporting that or recording that podcast, feeling hesitant to say something that wasn't politically correct. Meaning, like, yes. not wanting to sound like a doctor or like we didn't want to talk out of our lane. Yeah, yeah, we're very cognizant of that. Yeah, and I think that that's a deeper discussion because it also what is our response to how we were seeing people portray this whole pandemic as it started to escalate online. And I think we were responding to the fact that like, Hey, a lot of you guys are talking bullshit. We don't like that. And so we didn't want to perpetuate bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a hard stance. That was this, that was the one thing we could control that we could feel agency over is, Hey, there's a lot of bullshit out there that I can identify and I don't want to be a part of it because nothing else right. I can control right now. And we're not going to perpetuate it either. No. We're not going to fucking spread it. I felt very passionate about that stance. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I feel like that was the one piece of ground that we could stand on at that moment. And that was all just the pandemic part. That wasn't what was going to, like... You know, come upon us eventually. We had no clue what 2020 was all about. We had no clue. In infancy March. We should have known. We should have known when entire continents were on fire in January, what kind of year 2020 was going to be. But we didn't know. 
It's almost like we're doing our half year recap. Like this is July. That's exactly what we're doing. But it feels like so fucking much. Like if yeah, so we went in, we did the the Kobe podcast. We lose Kobe. Meanwhile, Australia, half of the whole continent's on fire. Right. There were fires going on in Russia at the time. Amazon. The Amazon. Then we have a pandemic that hits. And then at that time, we couldn't have even understood it. Like, we just knew we were being locked down, and we had two sides where people were afraid. The other people thought this was nothing big. And then we're adjusting through that, already saying this is the worst year ever. And then we have uh, George Floyd's death that just shoots our nation and then the rest of the world into a big civil rights movement. In the midst. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm listening to you list shit off, and then you're like, and then it just thrusts us into the civil rights movement. And I'm sitting here going, God damn it. Yeah. It's 2020, and we are literally, this is the civil rights, not the civil rights, a civil rights movement, but like continuation from the 60s, continuation yeah. from the late 1800s and the early 19s. A whole new, a whole new phenomenon, you would say. Like, yeah. This is a type of response from the rest of the nation that we haven't seen. And once again, we found, and I remember you discussing this, uh, trying to figure out where was this going to go and how (laughs) was what we were looking for as normal is definitely not going to be the same anymore. And I think that's where we sit now is we have just one thing after another and there is no normalcy anymore. And there shouldn't ever have been. But... No, I mean, it's nice to have... No, no uh, maybe not normalcy, but call it um, stable foundations, man. That's that's nice to have. That's something yeah. that we aspire to. Society, Society's whole purpose is to give us some sort of a stable foundation for us to live our individual lives in such a fashion that we do as long as we're not harming other people. I mean, that's the whole fucking point of society. Otherwise, I don't need... Nate, don't need let's just shit. call it our environment in totality. Like, let's just say first our environment... Well, our fantasy first was sh- shattered, right? With Kobe passing away. And people were talking about that. Well, I, like, that doesn't matter fell to me. apart. Uh, that right? doesn't fit anywhere. No. I don't and, give a shit but about that. That's like the fantasy realm right oh where that's the worst thing that could happen that we thought oh this is detrimental to our society our hero has died this is huge huge right and then the next thing that we could put there is these fires which these are tangible environmental things but the way it was pitched at the time was like people who understand the environment everything and the way our ecosystems work and how important it is to have nature and have animals and everything to see like these fires happening in these locations are vibrant in our planet um, to maintain life depends on these like forests and uh, rainforests and everything. And to watch like major fires that were basically clearing out a whole region of uh, vegetation and uh, animal life that's important for our planet, we saw that start to be destroyed. And so you had people like, oh, this is the end of the world because this is 
the magnitude of this and the fact that we're not even doing anything about it, that affects us because it ex explains a lot. We had people that were like, no, like physically our world can't take this type of damage. And then we have another side of, oh, but we have a world that sees the magnitude of this, but still people don't think the world's ending. And so then that felt like 2020 was the worst ever. And then we had things going, continue to come, come on television at that time, I think. We were having... I, I mean, uh, dude, I'm going to stop you. We can't just list everything that led up to well, 2020. What, okay. Seriously, that's exhausting to yeah. do. And we're going to miss things. And people lived it already. They know. They know, but they didn't pay attention. And then you have <laughs> Fuck you. COVID. They didn't pay attention. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Continue. No, but what I'm trying to say is the escalation. Then you have COVID happen. And that starts to affect us more immediately, like... In a, and it starts to show holes in our system and everything, right? But we have a, a, some sort of, like, energy that's all of a sudden can just, like, touch us and kill us or touch us and make us very sick, and we don't know how to comprehend it, right? And then you go to the next level of our environment, and that's, like, our liberties and civil rights and seeing our brothers and sisters that are being killed and then the response to that, when people actually cry out injustice, now they're being attacked and some are being killed. And so we just are like, what is the next thing that happens to us that threatens our existence? And what are you, that's what I'm trying to like say is like, this Lynchings. has been a... Now, now it's being lynched yeah. out on a holiday weekend. Yeah. Or just doing whatever. And so there is no, no more normalcy. Like every part of our environment is being shaken at some point or, or another, or in some way or fashion. Every bit. So sitting here trying to record something is really weird because when you want to sit and talk about it, that's how you get lost in this, like, the totality of everything is fucking chaos. Totality is a great word. Totality, man. Like, everything. Um, I, man... Young listeners, younger than us, if you're in your, you know, your teens and your 20s, even some of the 30-year-olds, man, this shit's not normal. None of, none of what you're experiencing is fucking normal. This is, <laughs> this you, is beyond a circus now. Yeah. Sometimes I get this like physical sensation in my head if I take myself back to like a time when I was younger. And back then it was like, these are givens, like... The U.S., it's like a superpower. Uh, we, we're like the number one country. We have all these entertainment technology, all this shit. You know when we were young and we just oh, yeah. like we're on this, like America's great. Dude, the before, fucking like, Soviet the Union yeah. just fell. Yeah. We, we won the Cold War. We were riding high from World War II still. Yeah. We were the, literally, dude, we were the only economy that wasn't completely thrashed by World War II. And then we outlasted in the Cold War while having all these little uh, conflicts, we'll call them, around the country to fight communism uh, and just thriving. Yeah. There's nobody but us just thriving. Yeah. And that feeling, right? Like if you could well, take yourself thriving. back to that age. Yeah. I mean, it was maybe a lot of naiveness and blissfulness. But I also feel like the country used to feel very... Like, for the most part, everyone's blinded, entertained by whatever the fuck they're doing in life. But it didn't feel stressful. And then as, like, t 
time has gone on in our lives, I feel like just the place we're in in our history is just not a comfortable time. Like, reality has actually hit America. Mm. Like, there Mm -hmm. are things we have to consider and worry about on a daily basis now that I don't think the country as a whole had to feel that back in the day. Like, yeah, the Cold War, we had certain wars, and there was generations that dealt with that stress. It was always far off land. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere else. Very proximity wars. and Some some, war-torn country or something. But I feel like since 9-11, like, all of a sudden, like, we stack things, whether it's, like, school shootings, opioid epidemic, um... You know, like, just all of a sudden, there's so many layers to our existence in this country now to where being alive is heavy. And not saying this is, like, every other country is dealing with their thing, but from a perspective of an American, like, America didn't have to deal with shit back in the day. And now, as a society, everyone's, like, challenged to have to feel and think all these things. And it is. It's stressful for a country that's reference point probably was, like, oh, shit used to be great. And now we're all like, oh, my God. Like, there's so much always, going on. Yeah, and for a country way. that didn't deal with trouble before or problems before, like, you know, like, if you grew up in a different country that's dealing with shit all the time, I think you're better equipped where, with it. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, all right, life has these issues, but we know how to get yeah. through them. Yeah, well, because we were conditioned to beautiful malls. And yeah cushy suburbs and yeah anything we want yeah just whatever dude and so yeah now we don't nothing's cushy anymore not fishy cushy oh cushy nothing's fishy everything's fishy everything's fishy yeah nothing's comfortable nothing's cushy nothing's certain nothing's nothing's anything and we are face we're face to face with the death of the america that most of the generations living know right Right. i mean yeah. Like, I don't want to see even other people being cushy. And that's not that I don't have any compassion or love for anybody. But it's almost like if I'm in a vigilant, unrestful state of mind because I'm seeing everything happen with me, I think, like, there's more comfort in knowing that so is my fellow country person. You know what I mean? Like, we're all in protect the our state of existence mode right now. Like, if you're able to rest, which is probably what we all should be doing, but what it says to me is that we're not prepared for what's going to happen. Like, this is just the beginning. Yeah, no, I don't... I think rest is the last... I think everyone needs to get the fuck up right now. Yeah. Now is not the time to rest or to put your head in the sand and say, oh, this is also overwhelming. Oh, I can't... There's just too much going on. I just want to be happy. I just want to go back to normalcy like we're talking yeah. about. Man, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that time's gone. It's done. <laughs> Fine. No, listen. You're not a kid anymore. You no, can't play with your fuck, toys no more. Grow you grow the up. fuck up. It's time to be an adult. And yeah, I get you don't want to. None of us do. I didn't want to have to do adult shit when I was a teenager. I did it anyways. You have to do it. Now's the time. Uh, there's just nothing for it. You... You just can't pretend that what's going on. Like, find time for yourself. I'm not saying overwork yourself. Like, I think that's that's yeah. not the that's not the thing. That's not the way to do it, man. But your focus needs to not be on like yourself. Yeah, it needs to not be on 
what's the, the latest bit of entertainment I can just mindlessly go off onto. We need to watch what's happening and find a way to do some little bit in your world to make someone else's world better because the collective is being splintered into a bunch of different factions and they're all being pushed towards each other to, to infight. Yeah. Because the real issues are a wealth disparity yeah. and a class conflict that's yeah. brewing. Um, and that's when you start separating people, um, they're easily conquered. And that's right. exactly what's happening right now. It's always the, because we only live, we've only lived so long and seen so much. And like that, in just meaning as like our contemporary nation now, like we have not seen on our soil a government internally have all the issues that it has, right? Yeah. Like yeah, we yeah. Haven't we're so new. Yeah, we're such so an new. infant nation. And I think it's kind of like you, like, it's almost not, it's like, it's not your responsibility to be worried about mom and dad and where their states are. Like, we're in, we're in this mentality where, like, we put this authority into power and we kind of like, all right, you do what you do. And we don't think things can happen to you guys. We're just going to be the kids we're going to be. Like, that's how the government set it up for a while now, is that for most, the most part, the nation does not question the government. Like, people can hate politics, uh, say they hate the government, da-da-da-da-da, but in a sense, we always, like, think the government's going to be there and it's going to stick, structurally yeah, work. They're doing and, government things. Yeah, do its government sure. things. And we have our, we're, there's this duality where there's, like, we have our own little realm and we can continue doing our stuff and playing with our toys and everything. Yeah. So there's that comfort that's been for so long. And I think f- what we are seeing is that, no, like, our actual current government right now is actually facing a constitutional crisis. It's facing uh, a, a person in the p- place of power right now that knowingly or unknowingly has been able to show there's these cultural or traditional nuances in our nation that have covered, that has saved us, but now there's someone that doesn't follow those cultural or traditional nuances of his position that could actually exploit it and further a party could go ahead and exploit it in the future. Um, And we're dealing with that while we're dealing with all these crises that are just naturally, whether national, natural disasters like a pandemic or cultural upheaval that we're having, we are seeing for the first time, you know, a place where we do need to figure out where we fit in it, but because we're not accustomed to that, we don't know how to grow up and be an adult. We have a place to fit in it. We don't know, but we don't know it. Like for no, they're telling us go back to work. That's no, our no, place. no. That's what they're telling us. But what I'm saying that's is that's the th- place that that we that they have set for us to be here. Right. And the, yeah, we're trying to find our individual. Exactly. Like, hey, but they don't give a shit, and that's not the point. No. Of our existence in America, and it hasn't been for decades. No. That's what it is, and you just said it. Is that our point? Being a citizen in America, what democracy is, is being able to innovatively find where our niche is in the times of need. How does democracy, our voice, come in 
in times when our voice is not being heard, where it's been, because we, we too, as much as the different branches of government are there, and they're always a push and pull, and that's a checks and balances thing, we be. forgot that we're part of that checks and balance, and be. we control that, our power, and how we push back at the other forms of government. And what we're seeing is we've been cruising for so long that we didn't have to do that. And now we do need to do that, but we don't know conceptually what that is because we haven't had to do it. So when we're saying growing up, growing up means that in a new time, we have to innovatively find out what is our voice? What is our pushback in this checks and balances? What is our pushback as another part of this government as citizens? It should be the easiest thing in the world right now. This is this is like watching a World War Two movie and not knowing who you're supposed to root for. Like this is like watching Indiana Jones and saying, "Who's the hero?" Like this should be the easiest fucking time in the world for us to look and decide. Like, oh, this person's obviously evil. It's like this person and the government. Movies are like hindsight twenty twenty, right? Like. If, let's just say, like, Trump is the worst ever, like, a Hitler character, and, you know, this this common trope or narrative we write is that he's just like Hitler, and he's bringing fascism and racism back and all this shit like that, and, like, at, let's say if he wins this election and eight years later we see, like, concentration camps, we see, like... We got those already. Yeah, we actually do. They are concentration camps. Uh, yeah. What we're doing on the border and stuff. The the camps that are going on in other nations that he's allowing these like ethnic cleansing and torture to happen. But right now it's we're still in the beginning part of the movie mm-hmm. where like when we get to the end we can write back that character A, B and C is what the movie should have been about the whole time because they're the ones creating these atrocities and all this. We for some reason, don't want to say we have enough evidence gathered to point the finger and say this person is this person because we have to be considerate of his followers or this thing we call freedom of speech or freedom in beliefs and everything. And we don't want to measure the bad things that have already happened. Some of us see it. A lot of us see it, but for some reason, we cannot point finger. Like, and. Enough of us don't want to agree with it. We're getting past that place. I think I think currently now we all know the finger gets pointed at the the fucking current regime and at the GOP. They're they're clear traitors to the country right now, clearly colluding with Russia. Selling us out at every turn. They raided raided our economy and continued to do so. People were left with, here's your $1,200 check. It's a one-time deal. No, we're not going to give you $600 extra. That's way too much. We don't want you making more than you would have on normal wages. Yeah. And uh, and meanwhile, they're getting um, fucking loans to billionaires and millionaires and government entities and lobbyists, fucking senators in between January and February. Uh, selling and buying different stocks to avoid the market crash that they knew was coming in March because of the pandemic without telling us the whole time saying, oh, no, 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 the pandemic's not real. 
Uh, it's not going to be bad. Nothing's going to happen. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's insider trading. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. Martha Stewart went to jail for way less. Yeah. Way less than these fucking and it was Senator obvious. Burr and Loeffler. That's the thing. Like it was Blatantly so obvious. obvious. It's been Blatant, done, dude. It was done. Yes, yes. There is such a fire hose of crime being just gushing out of D.C. right now that law can't keep up. Speaking of law, the number one uh, law enforcement entity, which is fucking Bill Barr of the DOJ. Doesn't follow the law himself. No. Is corrupt. Won't uphold it. Doesn't no. give a shit. Is a fascist. Like, this is the wild, this is like, this is becoming the Wild West again. Yeah. Essentially. Except with more sophisticated tools and knowledge, barely. Just, and I think blatant, blatantly, blatantly doing it now. Yo, oh, yeah. Like, it's been done. It's been it was always the political, done. like, oh, wink, wink. Like, we yeah. know politicians are are uh, making money off of their positions, and they've always done it. That's always been a thing for generations. We get it. People are going to be like, yeah, that's just politics. But it's like, well, And I wrong. think that's, okay. I think everybody in this country that wants the best for this country has always had the confidence that if these things blatantly happen they will be stopped. Like right. there is a rep- consequence or repercussion for blatantly doing something that goes against our va- American you, values. And do you know the turning point? When they what? failed to remove after the impeachment last year, they failed to remove 45 after his impeachment. The Senate said, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty overwhelming. We see that. Uh, no, we're not going to have any witnesses in this trial. No, we're not going to have any information or anything like that. We're just going to sort of make our our feelings known. And since we have the majority, we're just going to say, no, nah, he can stay in office. That's fine. No repercussions. Yeah. No repercussions for this type of corruption. And that is only emboldened. That was just over a year ago. No, less than a year ago. Yeah. That he was let remain in office. Yeah, like. It was six months ago, seven months ago. Yeah, and now look at look at the exponential corruption that's gone on. Now that the regime knows, oh, there's no consequences. Yeah. Boom, do whatever they want. Five different IGs removed uh, for things that are, that they are all investigating. Yeah. The regime for um, Jesus, they just got that uh, Maxwell bitch, that that uh, pedophile. Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. Um, and the Southern District of New York, uh, Berman was removed for that, like, just right before that. Like, this is so shady, man. Like, we're getting a peering into the, the most corrupt conspiratorial things that we've seen for generations, like Illuminati-level conspiracy stuff. And we're just like, oh, look at that. And it, it doesn't take the Illuminati to do it. That's the most funniest part. It yeah. has nothing... That, yeah. I think that's the most revealing thing to me is that we've always talked about Illuminati and all that shit, but no. Well, it we just, thought the Illuminati was this super intelligent, so smart, whatever, like, oh, man, would never even know what they're controlling. Yeah. Uh, we just watched what they would do. Bars, but someone else did it. 
Well, maybe they're fucking part. Maybe the Illuminati is nothing but a catch-all phrase for whoever has the most money and power at the time. Yeah, makes what they want to happen. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. I think like okay, so back in school, one of my professors used to say this line like. Uh, a country's constitution is only as strong as the people who follow it, right? God, that's so and, true. And you can tell the strength of a constitution by how people follow the traffic laws. Mm. Meaning like, hmm. so it's kind of like that whole thing where peop- you could see another, like another one of these analogies is like, you can see uh, people in, if they return shopping carts or not after they're done. Interesting. Like how they Basically the details, the, the little things. Yeah. So when you're, when you're discussing all these things, I'm just thinking like, where do we sit in as a nation? Like, are we still, it, our leaders are not following traffic laws. Right. They're probably the ones leaving the shopping carts just wherever they want. Well, Because they know there are people that do follow the laws. Same that, with the police. Yeah. Same with most of the enforcement. They're just like, uh, there, laws for you, not for me. There is uh, above the law, a sense of above the lawness, mm. like full in effect now. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to like, oh, we, we thought if things were blatantly done that there would be repercussions, but there aren't. Mm. These these are actual privileged people that are doing things for the great, what they call the greatness of the country, but are obviously benefiting themselves. And but it's more fascinating to see people. I think are supporting it still, and what what goes into that, like. Is it the belief that by aligning themselves with these group of people that they can feel that sense of privilege and lawlessness or that like th- there has to be subtleties that if if the government in this administration is able to do these things, are there subtle privileged things that are happening to supporters? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, 100 percent. Already we can see. Um, well, the first thing that jumps off the top of my head is. Um, I believe a lady, this was a couple days ago, mm-hmm. uh, went to drive through a, a crowd of protesters, drove all the way from out of town to go run people over because that's sort of the dog whistle is right. white supremacists go run over you know, yeah. uh, people of color with their cars and protesters and all that. We've seen that in Charlottesville, but this is an, a recent one. And um, uh, the, they did that. They at least injured one. I don't know if they... I don't know if she killed anyone. Uh, definitely hit some people. The cops ran her down, essentially, and then let her go because there was no clear... Co- there was no clear, quote-unquote, clear evidence yeah. that she did that as, like, a terrorist act or whatever, even though she's part of Facebook groups spewing hate, praising people, hitting people. Like, her comments show that on fucking yeah. Facebook, which is a cesspool of hate. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's white privilege there, right there. Yeah. Cause she, oh yeah. She was a white lady. I don't know yeah. if I even said that, but it's stuff like that where you see, um, uh, people being belligerent and violent in public. Yeah. And depending on the color, you either come out of there with a slap on the wrist and, uh, and, uh, be careful when you get home or you get fucking shot. Yeah. Or choked to death. Yeah. I mean, that's just one of it. The whole, the support comes from a, a white supremacist place. Like we, the country didn't really realize how racist 
of a regime was running uh, back then in 16. Like, they didn't understand who Stephen Miller and Steve Bannon yeah. and these fucks were yeah. that were spreading um, uh, supremacist, fascist ideology all over the globe for at least a decade or two before yeah. that election. Yeah. Like, this is part of a larger narrative. Um, and, and so that's why he still has supporters is because right. when you have that white supremacist mentality, as long it doesn't matter what how successful, how good, how healthy you are, as long as you're made to feel better than a black person or better than a person of minority uh, person, that's all that they care about. Right. And their life could be as shitty as possible, but if they get any little benefit or if it's like their world and they have the power in it, that's all they care about. It's, it's, it's such a weird vibration. Dude, it's like, like being a, a prison bitch. Be in that? Yeah, it, like, these... The constituencies are they're being the prison bitch, and as long as they get to punk someone else of color, they don't mind getting fucked in the ass by by you know boss yeah. man. It's such a weird vibration, like to think, and I I understand why liberals, when it comes to like fighting for power, liberals are tend to be in a place where of acceptance and mm-hmm. toleration, and like. There's like sort of anger. So we were talking about this yeah, the other day. You remember I was like, there's anger and then there's um, wrath, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, wrath is more like protective, like you're fighting to protect or it's not so much venge, venge in a hateful place as it is like like a place of safe, maintaining safety, Right. But anger is just this actual expression of uh, being unhappy with something and maybe even wanting to hurt something, not from a place of understanding or forgiveness, but just anger, right? And so I think wrath doesn't come out as much because there's so many levels of wanting. I think you've already exercised a lot of forgiveness before you've gotten into wrath. Whereas with anger, it's like, fuck this shit. Like, this is just pure revenge. There's nothing to it. And hate, so that vibration of hate, um, it's not even, like, you're not protecting something. You're just trying to hold on to something. Like, whether it's superiority or keeping, you know, separation or, you know, this feeling of a depletion of something. So you want what's left of it before anybody else can have it like that. It's rooted in fear, man. Yeah. That's just all fear. And that just blows my mind. Like, let's say we're a woman drives from out of state or out of town. And ha- you know how much like by behind the wheel time that is to premeditate. Yeah. You know, like that's insane. Like, we're all we all get angry about things and we get in these fits of rage for a second, but sitting with it, we're like, nah, no. you know. Bro, I've gotten a craving for like a cheeseburger like one day and I went out or it's like some fat, shitty fast food <laughs> and I've literally gotten in my car, driven there, and and thought, oh, man, I probably shouldn't. And just turned around. <laughs> Like, can you imagine driving hours with just hate in your heart going like, yeah, I'm going to fuck these guys up? I mean, that's that's a trance. It's an actual trance. It's really being disconnected. It's consumed by hate. Yeah. Be, consumed yeah. by Yeah. Hate. 
like autopilot of hate, man. It's so just like you, the Karens that get filmed on stuff, just raging about wearing masks in public. And Im- and imagine, like, like I always imagine if I'm in like, I always think that this work could work this way, but it probably can't. Is like when you're in a situation with someone that you see is in that that trance or whatever is like trying to get them to breathe for a second and just process like you've already lost. Yeah, or, you have already lost that con- that fucking yeah. Experience. But like, for instance, like there's that video where I that wish. guy was trying to get into was it Walmart or Costco or something, and they keep trying to stop Gelson's. Him. I yeah, think it's a Gelson's like video. And he's so mad. And if you could just be like, hey, ten seconds, like breathe for a second, like yeah. you're really acting like this right now, like, bro. If we if that worked, if that the discourse we could have, like, yeah, the whole point is that they are beyond that. They're in this feral, we nationalistic. So fervor. I think for a lot of like people of color, minorities or like, like even women, um, I, I notice this is that if you're being talked to by someone that's considered above you, like let's just say a white male or something, everybody else has to calculate their response. You know what I mean? Like, if someone's in power over you, like, let's say a cop, a cop is talking to you or whatever, or your boss, or, you know, thing, like, you always are like, wait a second, like, if I respond this way, I come off this way, or things... I mean, I be, do that. You yeah. do that. Yeah, like, things can become unsafe. Like, you're mit- not doing daily that. mitigation through through life. But if this, like, let's say, like, these Karens and Kyles or whatever, dude, I love their, their like, fearlessness. Like, there's nothing in their mind that they ever, like, so much that even, like, let's say the videos where they've just done these behaviors that express their beliefs. Like, it's not even, they don't destroy property or hurt anybody, but they're, like, yelling, screaming saying what's on their mind and not having to second guess themselves and that pure privilege that that rightness righteousness in the moment to feel that must be fascinating and then also i understand yeah it's freeing or that's their sense of freedom and then if it gets closed in on like let's say the mask situation you're just finding a bunch of people that for the first time in their lives have to consider how that they can't just necessarily decide how they want to behave in a place. The rest of the world decides. Like those Kyles and Karens that flip out at restaurants all the time or at places of business Costco. because they don't just get say their it's way. always Costco. Yeah, always Costco. <laughs> it's always at a Costco. Like for their, they're actually starting to have to get a sense of what it is for other people that that get attacked for actually doing things that are not unlawful like walking yeah just walking or being just black being black in a in public being muslim being muslim in public being <laughs> a woman in public yeah. like yeah seriously but getting yelled at for it this person's actually just not wanting to respect a common courtesy law that's supposed to save people and they're they're realizing oh sh- i don't know if they're realizing but they're getting the treatment that they actually put on it's ironic people. dude it's it is fucking ironic. ironic. And it's ironic because, like, those are the same people that have no problem, would have no problem back in the day with, like, whites only. Yeah. Or, like, this is the black drinking fountain. Yeah. 
but now they're this is like a masks only here and they're like ma discrimination yeah no yeah like fucking hypocrites man um i have a question yeah what uh okay because it's my worst fear to be confronted with that kind of vitriol in public because I don't like scenes. I don't like my yeah. public shit or my private. I don't like me being broadcast publicly. Right. Which is ironic, as I say, on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're being broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. No, it just hit me. But nonetheless, I don't like uh, confrontation. I don't like talking yeah. about things in public where people can, like, prying eyes and yeah, ears and yeah. shit like that. So, like, for a Karen to come at me. Come at me, Karen. Would be the worst. My question is, in these times... Of extreme. Yeah. Am I, let's say someone came at me for a mask or or whatever. I didn't, whatever. Is it wrong of me to go straight for like a kick to the junk or like to not even tolerate? Like if somebody just starts shit, are we past the point where I have to like pretend we're civil? Some redneck, some fucking redneck with no mask is berating a person of color, maybe, or is, no, I'm not going to, I don't have to wear a mask, this is America. And I just walk up, I just walk up, I say nothing, walk up, kick them right in the balls, walk away. What do you feel about that? I (laughs) Just take care of it before it gets uglier. It's Just a zero tolerance policy. Like it, yeah, slap. it's nipping yeah. something in the bud. It's like, listen, we're done discourse. Because here's the thing that type of person preys upon the patience and tolerance yeah. of other people yeah. to yell at. Because it, cause guess what? Because everyone's trying to be civil it, and respectful. Look, I'm going to say, I'm going to break it down left and right mm. just for the ease of speaking about this, but. Generally, the left is very tolerant, very like, okay, well, patience, yeah. discourse, yeah. we're not going to end violence, let's make the process work, let's get there nonviolently. The right is storming government buildings with uh, fucking AR rifles and, and yelling in cops' faces during a pandemic without any masks. Now, we saw recently uh, a large march of armed people of color in... Um, um, that big fucking rock in Georgia, that Confederate rock, standing, not standing rock. That's, <laughs> that's native Americans. Uh, is whatever big fucking rock in yeah. Georgia. Big fucking rock, Georgia. <laughs> that's not what it's called, but look it up. You'll, you'll yeah. know the rock I'm talking about. So they were armed. It's a Confederate, um, monument in Georgia. Um, and they were marching around it fully armed cause it's legal, right? It's with, with, within the law, zero opposition where we've seen peaceful, protest to confederacy and stuff met with violent opposition right. from the right right and i say that to illustrate my point of if in the situation where somebody's just berating somebody getting in someone's faces for filming them or whatever acting uh, an ass if on one hand if we do the traditional left like okay like listen hey man trying to explain what's going on yeah. while they're just spitting and filming and trying to whatever avoid conflict the minute they start, swift kick to the balls. Fuck you. Stop it. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm wrong. I think everyone should start to do this. I, I think it's time. I've waited to say that for at least, it's, it's July now. July of 2020. Like, this is a different. Yeah, I just feel stop like. With the bullshit. And this is like, goes against the compassion practice 
but you can't enable people to be bad either. Like, what does that mean? Like, meaning, if you allow someone to do something, you're just sitting and watching. You're enabling. Right. So you like watch you someone have, getting berated. Yeah. Or even the person berating, like you're enabling, you're allowing him to continue to do something bad for himself. Exactly. So just. Exactly. Yeah. End it. End just, it. Just end ball, it quickly. Straight to the balls. It's a yeah. non-permanent solution. We've already seen on video um, racist assholes on the right um, punching. Yeah. Black Lives Matter protesters in front of police. Right. Um, and no, no assault charges, nothing like that. So I see no problem legally, ethically, and morally in, in kicking balls. I now I haven't figured out women. That's different. <laughs> now, let's, now let's have a difficult conversation. Can I slap a woman for acting the same way in a violent, racist um, uh, manner to somebody? I think... Uh that would uh, hopefully there's a fellow woman around that can <laughs> take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> a woman that also sees this person that we can just yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I know what you're saying. Holds this, this, and I, mean, I don't like it. That's not like yeah. I would much rather if they had balls, I'd kick them in the balls. But yeah. it's not the same. And that's a different story. And it's a different story. I mean, look, like in my head, culturally, like let's say if someone's just talking riffraff and it has no positive purpose to it and it's going to lead to just hurting more people mm. and you are are of some right to stop it then mm. yeah you should stop it yeah how you do it that's that's questionable and yeah. just as much as what they're doing might not meet any consequence because they could just be speaking and just being like, you know, there's a sophisticated balance that they're walking. The minute you start to physically do something as someone, you open yourself up to more repercussion. Yes. And that's, that's also something that has to be considered. Yes. But I don't want to not act for fear of the reaction if I know the act when you're right. while you're discussing it in my perfect situation, there are people of my familiar kin or a minority or something, and I see this individual, this man, speaking disrespectfully to everyone, and I come into the situation, I see myself slapping the shit out of someone's face. Yes, like just coming up, yeah, anything else. Yeah, like that that dude. So when we were waiting to get COVID testing, and that drunken dude, like yeah. was, without the mask, was like looked like he wanted to start shit with yeah, people. That would in been my a... head. I was like, that guy's gonna get kicked in the balls immediately yeah. if he says yeah. something. Immediately. Yeah. I also have a lot of confidence in slapping. Like, I think if you know how to kick in the balls, right? Like, it just takes that one hit. Oh yeah. And it looks good. Then and it everybody else is in favor. Like, thank you for slapping this racist. Yeah, dude. And it works out. Yeah. Um, Let's kick it, Nazis in the balls. Let's yeah. make that a thing. Kick Nazis in the balls, any type of racist in the balls. Or a nice open clap and slap in the face that just wakes them up real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I got to 
Yeah. Maybe we should just start, um, like, rear naked choking people, too. Like, if you just come up from behind, they're acting a fool. Just pull up. Hey, <laughs> you, like, you like when police do this to minorities? One of my last, One of my last, like, physical fights I had, because I haven't had to fight in years, thank God, and why I think I decided I got, I'm getting, I was getting too old for it was I was uh, on a basketball court with someone and we got into a fight. And um, at the moment, I was on top of this person. I was winning. And then next thing I know is I'm passing out. Mm. Someone had got me with sure. a rear hold. And I remember coming back too um, and not knowing what happened. And that was enough for me to stop fighting. Yeah, that's to must know be. that someone can come from behind me at any moment and just like lights out. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, terrifying, dude. You it's really, a terrifying feeling. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's like, even if you were, let's say you were fully justified, uh, and just the the um, the image of someone on top of another person beating triggers people to be like, get him off of him. Yeah. You know, like without, even if people don't know the situation, they're like, yeah. get him off, stop, what are you yeah. doing? It's like, dude, this guy was, you know. This guy was just being racist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. you're already passed out before they get the full story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not advocating for going around, but use your I mean, I think what this points out is that the conservative races have been the um, aggressors throughout all this. And it is not normal for peace-loving people to be aggressively forcing their beliefs. Like, you can't be like... You can't be yelling at a group of people in an angry place like, you should love everybody, yeah. blah, 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 <laughs> and it come off aggressively yeah, obnoxious. Yeah. It's only obnoxious and aggressive to the people that don't want it. But tolerant, appreciative, uh, inclusive people do not have to do that aggressively because it tends to be a pretty good deal that people are on board with or, you know, Normally, it's only going to be the racist, angry person that is going to respond aggressively back towards it. And that's, that's the same thing where we are. We're just dealing with aggressive people. And it goes back to understand the concept that, oh, I need to oppose this force with an equal opposing force. If you are a hateful person, but you are physically showing this hate, I need to meet that hate with love, but in a way that quiets that hate. And that might be putting you to sleep, whether that's through a chokehold or a kick in the balls or a slap or a punch to the face. Yeah. yeah. So we're in that place now. Yeah, that's a loving action. Like where yeah. the example of love and care and taking care of each other, even in times of need, has not shown people of hate that that's how it, we need to do it. We're, by example, now we're in a place where we need to show love mm-hmm. and appreciation. I'm out of to, cheeks. Yeah. By, we don't have any more cheeks left uh, to turn. By punishment. Yeah. Reprimand. Reprimand, yeah. Look, daddy's got to take his belt off. Daddy sometimes got to This is tough, tough love. I'm doing this because I love you. Yeah. Well, I'm no, doing I'm doing I it because I love you. them, and you're being a fucking racist yeah. prick. Or, yeah. I love these people more. Yeah. And that's where it goes back to wrath is that I love these people more than I, as much as I love you and you're struggling in pain and you're being abusive to everyone, 
the people that you're doing it towards, I love them. We tend to celebrate each other more. So I need to protect them by stopping you from what you're doing. Yeah. Look, I like wolves, but I'm not going to let them prey on the sheep. That's true. You know what I mean, I'm yeah. not going to go hunt them, but if they come at my fucking flock, I'm going to kill them. Yeah. That was not... I'm sorry, I meant I'm going to kick them in the balls. That was not a death threat to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're not part of his flock, you're going to get kicked in the balls. Jesus, yeah, no, I didn't mean that. This is a too delicate of a time for me to... This is an Antifa level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is an official Antifa podcast now. Yeah, the, when he says sheep, no. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's what it is, is 2020 has been a year where... We have seen, we all know where we sit now, like, for sure. Like, we know that we care about our planet, that we care about our fellow people, that we care about our families and ourselves, but what is our foundation in that? Is it from a place of inclusiveness, of love, cooperation, compassion, appreciation for each other or is it that hate that only a small group of us should be able to get through all this together and what we're seeing is that being played out is we're either an inclusive group of people that want everybody to be okay or we're the opposing side that only a certain amount of people should be able to get through this um and the other people have to uh what would you say go through the grits of it just deal with it. Just deal with it. Yeah. And that... We got a lot of undoing of the uh, this American dream mentality. Yeah. Where it's like, our whole culture is an, an input-output cycle of entertainment, um, sweet deals at the dollar store, yeah. the $5 store, yeah. or whatever. Like, consumerism culture is, is our culture. Consumerism is our culture. I think we talked a little bit about yeah. that. So we're going to have to undo the consumerism as our culture mindset and the fact that w- we're not producing anything except for entertainment in the form of reality, not just like movies and TV, dude. Fucking reality uh, influencers, um, podcasters. Yeah. Like yeah. all we're doing is putting out and taking in. Well, we're either, you said it, like, we're either consumers or creative. Yeah. And let's, like, not make it black and white. Like, throughout the day, you, you're either, you're being a consumer or a creator throughout the day, right? When you're sitting, watching something, you're consuming. Purchasing something, you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're creating something, whether it's, you know, music or your work or, food or you know because you could consume food meaning you could just buy it and not be connected to it as well right so i think what we're learning is our identity has to have whether we're consumer or creative that also has to be in a holistic way we have to be a creative for the benefit of ourselves and all not just being creative for ourselves so that we can right. be a stronger consumer, it's right? Not a, uh, yeah, creativity is not an exercise in masturbation. Yeah. It's, a, it's an orgy of 
of beauty, right? You know, like it should that be. That was very poetic. Thank right? you. Yes, that's, well, there you go. Yeah. No, it, it has to be an orgy. It has to be that, you know, we're all doing our part creatively um, to push things forward. Uh, because progress is what we, we are as creatures needing to do, even in a time like this more where it needs to be innovation, it needs to be in inspiration, because we need to change the way we are, but we need to be pushing each other towards a direction. Um, if we're just consuming and just consuming and we're only continuing to do that and our identity is based on how we consume and we can be the biggest consumers, mm -hmm. um, then that that's not going to prove to be anything good for us. And I think that's what all this is showing us is that where do we find the creative, created creativity in ourselves in these moments and how is that going to contribute to pushing us out of all this? Yeah, and to your point about the creativity not being... Um having to disperse the creativity, not making it a selfish act. Um, like there's outside of creativity and consumerism, there's a whole other aspect to life that w we haven't touched on yet that I think is the greater themes that are quietly going under the attention of people. And that's the society that we like, that we're talking about foundation of safety and for us to thrive as an individual requires individuals to maintain and run that society. Yeah. We can't just, it's not, oh, they're going to do it for us. Um, you're going to have different people at different levels doing the things, you know, not everyone's going to run a government a entity or whatever. Not everyone's going to run a store or, a, or fix a highway, you know, construction, yeah. anything like that. But everyone has a little bit of responsibility for the society that we live in to maintain it. Right. Don't fucking litter. Don't throw your fucking cigarette butts out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like little shit like that on an individual level adds to our society in a positive way. Um, donations, right. stuff, recycling, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, at every level, we forgot that government and society, especially this particular government, the great experiment of American um, uh, government, <laughs> government, governance, requires diligent maintenance yeah. on an individual's part. Um, we can't put our head in the sand and run it on autopilot. No. Because look what happened. Yeah. A bunch of people, a bunch of fucking opportunistic predators said, oh, look, we can do this. Nobody gives a shit. Here's a loophole. Here's a loophole. Here's a loophole. The watchers, man. We, we all have to be watchers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exhausting. But if we all are committed to that principle, that we don't have to do it all the time, 24-7. We can make sure to do it and then tune out for a little bit, and knowing that the, the billions of other people or the, uh, in our country or the millions, I, don't, I think we're at like 355 million. So the, the half billion people, um, the other people got our back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a true tribe. Yeah. That's an American tribe. That's a yeah. society. But, uh, but so far, all I can see is... Fuck you, I'll get mine. Yeah. Everything sucks, Addy. Everything... Right now, everything sucks. Everything sucks. Right now. Yeah. Everything sucks. Well, hopefully things get better. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, dude. How dare you say that to me in 2020? 
How dare you say that to our listeners in 2020? Don't lie to them. <laughs> That's all that could come to no, my head. I know. You said it, so you're like, hopefully. That's all like, that could um, come to my head. Better? Like, because like, we just full circled this whole podcast. And then I was like, well, that's all I have left. Hopefully it gets better. Hopefully everything gets better. It's only going to get worse this year, and we both know it. Yeah. On that note, (laughs) what a positive note. Um, Wear a mask, wash your hands. Wear a fucking mask. That's so easy. Just wear a mask. Dude, it's so easy. (laughs) It's so fucking easy. Wear the goddamn mask. And, yeah, I get it. It's hot. Look at me. Look at look at my fucking face right now. Do you see how big this beard is? I wear a mask every time I go out. It sucks. I get nose hairs. I get beard hairs in my mouth, in my nostrils. I'm sweating nonstop. I don't think I've stopped sweating since I got back to New York. Fuck you if you look at me and say, oh, I can't wear one for reasons. I don't care. I don't care. There's no excuse. No, I don't care. And no if you have excuse. medical reasons... You ready for this hot take? You ever, this controversial take? If you have medical reasons where you can't wear a mask, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Darwinism, man. Yeah. Maybe get the fuck out of our gene pool. Especially if you have medical reasons why you should not wear something like a mask. It's really, what type of medical reason? Maybe you should have a full time oxygen mask on. Then. You should be like you should have, if you have a medical reason to do something. It means you need to wear a mask. You're not at 100%. Yeah. Look, when I, I remember when I got back from Iraq and I was in a wounded sort of transition time yeah. from all the explosions. They were trying to figure out head injury stuff. I was having headaches pretty much every single day. Sunlight sucked. Yeah. Um, so I got the things called profiles in the Army, which is like, yeah. hey, you can do something beyond the standard of what you should be doing. So you can wear sunglasses in uniform, yeah. right? You can, you don't have to make formation, just little stuff like that, that try to make it easy for your medical requirements. Um, oh, fuck. I don't remember what. Not wearing a mask? Yeah. Uh, Where, wow. Could you have gotten a clearance to not wear a mask? Yeah. So that's the thing is I don't think so. Yeah. Wow. No. Well, whatever the point I was trying to make is completely gone out of the <laughs> I was like, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was back then. So I just, we think, can edit this out or not. And you can just listen to me. Yeah. Talk. We could just, uh, continue to build on this and get more lost into it. Yeah. But I think that at the end of the day, like that, it just bottoms from the bottom, top to bottom. Like oh, there so are people right that just need it to be their way. Even when they're seeing shit hit the fan. Like that's <sighs> what it is. It's essentially. Yeah. People don't want to wear a mask, but shit is in the fan. Like, you don't, it doesn't matter what side you sit on in our government beliefs or whatever, but this is not normal. And it's the fact that people believe in conspiracies that the government wanted to fuck it shit up so bad. Like, I mean, not the government, like this administration, but our governors and stuff that do have responsibility to their citizens that they're really trying to fuck up their own economies and stuff. Mm. Like, this is one big conspiracy, like, a lot of things we've heard. Um, like, you see the world's falling apart. Like, if part of it is just wear a mask. Like, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand, man. No, I this guess. podcast made me dizzy today because <laughs> we're sitting, listing everything. And it's, yeah. like, July. 
and fuck. And we're on leather, and it's yeah. hot. And it's hot. And just sweating. And just sweating. So sweating life. Miserable. Sweating the weather. Sweating everything right now. Ugh. This but I hope you worst. guys are doing okay. <laughs> yeah. I do, too. All right. I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah, that's fine. Um, order Costco. Don't go to Costco. Yeah. You can or do wear that. a mask when you go to Costco. Wear, yeah, if you're going to go somewhere, do that. Help Otherwise, your local businesses. Yeah, local shit. Wash your hands. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. Don't forget to get sunlight, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I threw us off track when we were talking. We were closing up with the mask and stuff. Yeah. And I got so passionate. Passionate about something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the beard thing. And oh. The, and the it was the mask, and then it just it went from there. A man of many emotions right here. <laughs> no, just like three emotions. <laughs> Pretty much. On that note, bye, everybody. And Kwansu dudes. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs>